0: Previously on Hound Radio's Arch Campbell podcast. I haven't even started watching these yet, but I just want to lord it over you, Arch, that I have all of the last episodes of Ozark <laughs> <laughs> sitting and waiting for me. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so jealous. The Arch Campbell podcast featuring Arch, Lou Katz, and a cast of thousands begins now.
1: And uh, we started with a... Uh an excerpt from last time's podcast when Jen Cheney was goading me because she's seen uh, some of the episodes of Ozark and I'm just out of my mind jealous and I can't wait to be able to watch that and so many other things. Hi again, everybody, I'm Arch Campbell and this is our entertainment podcast. And uh, Lou Katz is in the control room of Hound Radio making everything happen and uh we'll chime in from time to time i hope and my guest today is my dear friend my longtime friend the son i wish i had <laughs> <He is> the, <laughs> the the entertainment maven of wtop radio jason Yeah, Fraley. love jason Jeez.
2: Hey, Dad. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Here's the keys to the car. What does, that make, what does
2: that make Lou? I guess he's Uncle Lou. Uh, Uncle <laughs> Lou.
1: Uncle Lou. <laughs> Uncle Lou. That's it's me. Uncle Lou and Daddy Arch. <laughs> so here we go. Well, you know, you you are the next generation doing the things I loved, and, you, and I love the things you do. So, you know, we're passing it on. There you go. You got to find some kid to pass your stuff on. To.
2: <laughs> yeah. Someday. You know, I've, yeah. a, I've always believed there's, this might be a weird thing. I've never, I've always believed there's no past or present or future. Like I, I think all old movies, new movies, they all speak to each right. other. So all, critics of all ages, I, I think it's like all in conversation. So it works out well here on this podcast.
1: Well, and you know, so much of entertainment is based on earlier things, as you say. And uh, yeah, I love that. I love that idea. So, so what are you watching these days?
2: Well, like you, I am. I am absolutely. I'm dying to watch uh, Ozark. Those final seven episodes. I actually just, just this morning got the link that said, uh, you know, here are the final seven episodes to watch. So I'm I'm gonna spend. I know. I know. I I wish. I wish I had had, could talk about them, but I'm gonna spend the next week watching those before uh, you know to do the review for next Friday when it comes out I yeah how how did you feel about the the way those first seven left off I mean I I
1: love the the all of the seasons every season seems to end with an oh my god moment and the way the first seven ended it's like what what have (laughs) they done oh my god yeah yeah the way
2: um <laughs> way ruth langmore screams at you know at um marty baron uh, i mean uh marty uh what's what's his last name marty, marty baron is the newspaper marty, <laughs> marty bird Bar- yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i thought that moment um you know after like well i can't i don't want to spoil everything after the, the big Different moment movie. at the Snow house yeah it was a man it was a a, a shocker moment of the end but Uh, but, but we, you know, we still haven't wrapped around to the framing device of the big car crash, which, which opened the, the, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious of where that's going to go. I'm curious whether I, I actually, my theory, and again, this isn't a spoiler. I haven't seen the last seven yet. My theory is that that might be the way, like, uh, you know, a, a full circle closing of how the whole thing ends. Like that might be how the bird family just goes in the end. Like, they finally get out of the life, they're finally driving away to escape, and and then they happen to die in a crash. I don't know.
1: Who knows? We're just speculating. Well, and you do a lot of screenwriting, and uh, so basically you're saying uh, they've kind of written themselves into a corner. And what else can they do? Either that or they wake up and the whole thing's been a dream. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we, I mean, we don't know. We really don't know, you know, that, you know, the result of that crash. So they could be, yeah. you know, they could be dangling upside down, climbing out, and there could be more to come after that. But, you know, I think a lot of us thought that maybe the after those, because you know, they divided this last season up into seven episodes. I think a lot of us thought yeah. that the, uh, you know, that, that that maybe the the halfway point w- would end you know, would revisit that car crash, but they're saving it. So to me, that was like the big dangling Thing that was left unanswered like cliffhanger style from those first seven episodes so i i can't wait to dive in i i'm, I'm sure my wife my wife loves it too i'm sure we'll dive in you know starting t- tonight and we'll probably be blear- <laughs> bleary eyed uh sunday morning having already finished the seven
1: <laughs> well yeah, when the original seven dropped i think gina and i watched uh four in a row and then uh got up the next night and watched the other three i mean we watched it in we would have done it all in one uh, time if we uh, could have stayed up that late or didn't have other lives. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It, I, I, and I, I know. I've listened to your conversations on this podcast with you know other people, and uh, yeah. and you know some some are, some of the reactions are are mixed. Some some love it, some don't. Um, I but I'm with you. I've I've loved it from the start, and that especially that last season where um uh laura Linney and and her brother that whole storyline dropping him at the diner to, you know to be whacked like it felt it felt like you know the best of like a sopranos or something it i, I was loving it but this but i, I really do think the standout um ha, has been the, the ruth character ruth langmore the whole right story. yeah
1: yeah she, and she, she's she, getting a lot of other work and it's always interesting to see her but this this really made her uh that made her a, a player so oh, i'm I, interested I, in whatever she's doing.
2: Yeah, I'm curious but, to see if, if – if her name's Julia Garner, and she, you know, seems yeah. like she wins almost the Emmy almost every time for this role, and I'm curious to see if she can break out into other stuff. or You know, like Je- like um, Aaron Paul as Jesse Pinkman. It's hard to see him as anything uh-huh. other than that now. Um, so I I hope she doesn't suffer, you know, a similar fate. But she's getting work from it, so.
1: Speaking of that, I watched – I got about 10 minutes of uh, the new Better Call Saul last night.
0: If there's any
1: And I'm so confused, and it's a long story, and it has to do with my internet dropping out and <laughs> AMC Plus uh, kind of crapping out on me. And, oh no! But I'm very confused uh, on Better Call Saul, but it, but it has started. And I think like you better
2: call the cable man, <laughs> the cable guy. Well, as soon as I
1: finish, it's 1-800. It's <laughs> on my list of things to do today. Uh, but this is an interesting time. We've got Ozarks coming up. Mm-hmm. Better call Saul. And this is the final season, so they're going to solve that. And as you know, he comes to a bad end and winds up working at a Cinnabon in nebraska or someplace so
2: i arch i am i am um i am woefully behind on better call saw i I really loved what what i'd seen of it but I, Uh i need to catch up on it so and i was a huge breaking bad fan like i was you know, it was one of my favorite shows ever. So I'm curious. Where re- remind me where where we are? Are we wrapping back around now to where we're gonna finally meet? You know, Walter White, and, and you know, I know, I know, um, Gus Fring and Giancarlo Esposito is showing up now in this. But like, have, are we back all the way around to Breaking Bad time almost?
1: That's one of my confusions. I keep having to to kind of pinch myself to figure where we are in relation to Breaking Bad, because I think we're we're before it, and then I think we will jump ahead to after it. Okay. so, but right now, we're before it, and we he is leading up to opening his law firm and becoming, you know, the the king of sleaze, uh, <laughs> but but he's not quite there yet. so so we're somewhere in the before. But don't ask me where <laughs> <laughs> all I know is I like it. Uh, right. You know, there was one time I hit a dry spell and Gina and I sat down and we just watched Breaking Bad from uh, season one, episode one, all the way through the end. And it was just exhilarating. It's a wonderful way to to rewatch that show, it's just to watch them in order i'm kind of getting down on this once a week business
2: right (laughs) we've become so spoiled with shows Uh dropping them all at once and you know binging has become such a part of our society that it's uh yeah it almost it almost feels like we're being cheated when we have when it's doled out over a week which which is so funny i I can't believe i'm hearing those words come out of my mouth because i used to say the opposite i used to I used to prefer the once a week, you know, but I, I think just maybe, maybe it's pandemic or I don't know what, but I think, I think I'm just so used to binging now that it just seems it's like too long of a break in between. Like, for instance, Barry is coming back oh, Sunday. I
0: need a purpose. Forgiveness is something that has to be earned. It's like that line in Shawshank Redemption. Get rich. Or die trying. When I met Mr. Cousineau, I was a lost he soul. He didn't just teach me how to be a better actor. He taught me how to be a human being. He saved my life. God, I'm I get so excited.
2: Oh, my God. God. But, but uh, do, you, do you agree that it just feels like there's been so much time between that? I've, I've almost mm-hmm. forgot how the last season ended.
1: Well, that's my problem with Better Call Saul. I've really forgotten where we are in the story. And uh, with Barry, the same thing. And I'm trying to remember, does uh, Henry Winkler, has he figured out that uh, Barry, that Bill Hader is the hitman?
2: I think we're close. I think we're close to it. I, I'm pretty sure. Because what? The last one was in what? 2019?
1: Yeah. Season yeah, two yeah, 2019. Yeah, pre-pandemic.
2: Right, right, and and for listeners that maybe haven't caught up with Barry, oh my God, go back and, oh. and catch up with it because Bill Hader it, it walks that to me it walks that fine line of you know there's laugh out loud comedy moments that you expect from uh-huh. Bill Hader, but mm-hmm. but mostly but more from other characters like the uh, the the what's the um, um no no ho, no ho Hank no ho Hank the bald guy. <laughs> oh,
1: yes <laughs> bald yes. assassin guy yes <laughs> he, he's, he's they a did therapist. a profile of him because he has alopecia. Which just oh. came into uh, the conversation because of uh, Jada Pinkett Smith.
2: Well, he hasn't slapped anybody because of that. <laughs> <Pink>. Gosh, <laughs> we, but we, we no. you, the the three of us and, and Oliver Jones have spent too much time on this podcast discussing that. So let's, let's keep it on Barry. <laughs> but uh, back to Barry.
1: Oh, God. He's depressed and he's a hitman and he's sent to LA to put a hit on an actor, yeah. and he follows him to the acting school run by Henry Winkler. And I think this is, th- this is one of the great moves Henry Winkler made in his, uh, in his career. I, he's, this is such a wonderful and different kind of role for Winkler. And, and he gets hooked on acting. He decides acting will be his life, and he signs up for the classes, but he's still doing hits and uh, you know, what a wonderful uh, setup.
2: Yeah. And the way it's, the way it's structured is, you know, it's, it's, this the, the hit man you know he th- it starts with it you think he's just doing the acting classes just sort of as like a side thing but he actually starts uh-huh. to get some traction and his fellow classmates and then henry winkler his teacher are like encouraging him and so you know it's like that great screenwriting thing where just as he's starting to make it in the one career <laughs> then the bottom's gonna fall out uh, with, with uh, the hitman stuff and i agree with you on henry winkler i mean it, well, i mean we'll all remember him as the funs and happy days and stuff but um but but i think this is one of those great stories of like a a second you know chapter of a career later in life and he's he's won some emmys for it and and deservedly so it, it's a great role and and i think you're right uh we're gonna have to go we're gonna have to go dust off some uh plot you know refreshers <laughs> before sunday because <laughs> but i think you're right i think i think henry winkler is at the point where he's about to to discover that that barry uh, his, uh, his, his, his his hitman side
1: so but i suppose entertainment wise we're getting post-pandemic because barry went on hiatus because of the virus and uh so did ozarks and better call saul and now uh you know but it's been we've got a two-year gap we're talking about
2: i actually believe it or not i think it actually might be three years because i just it's 29 Uh season two Mm -hmm. was 2019 and now we're in 2022 wow Um, Although although the past two and a half years has felt like twenty years, <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, I I that was one of those shows where they stopped after season two and left us, you know, wanting more. I've, i I love that show. My wife and I love that show. And uh, but we've had to wait so long that um, yeah, it almost feels like Christmas morning. It, it'll be this Sunday, right? It's HBO
1: uh barry is sunday night on hbo can't next, wait for that and then yeah. the ozarks is april 29th on netflix the next which friday. i guess is friday wow uh, we
2: get barry oh, on sunday yeah. and ozark on friday man it's going to be a great week of tv
1: <laughs> oh and you know i'm watching uh winning time on hbo max are you watching that
2: I haven't started the the Lakers Lakers. one, right? Yeah. Dad, I want to work for you.
1: All right, let's have an interview. Summer draft.
2: Right, the Lakers get top pick.
1: Right, so who do I pick? It's easy. The show's stopping. Local phenom. Naturally gifted. Urban
2: magic.
0: Do not use that nickname in this house.
1: really, it's good.
2: I've been reading uh, a lot of, uh, like, Jerry West is is outraged at how he's- Oh, and, the, the, you
1: know, uh, Magic is pissed off because- well, <laughs> And they're doing a doc on him. Right, right. Uh, but, man, I that that's another one. Just great writing. And I think it's going to be Winning Time followed by Barry. So, you know, my life is going to be on the couch.
2: How but, do you compare it to, like, People vs. O.J. Simpson or some of those other true- uh, Well- it's
1: uh it more caricature,
2: like are they more larger than life rather than it's funnier.
1: It's uh it's um you know, it's John C. Riley, who's such a great actor. And, He's
2: Jerry uh, Buss, right?
1: Yeah, and they and he you know they break the fourth wall a lot. So so that's that's kind of different. I would say it's lighter than uh some of the others. Um Hey,
2: speaking and, of the Magic Johnson era, I just heard a not the tangent, but I just heard a crazy. I just learned in the past couple days that the 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 logo of Twitter, the little bird, yeah, uh-huh. is named after Larry Bird. That's uh-huh. true. I'm dead serious. It's named Larry the Bird. I had no idea. And Larry, but Larry Legend. I mean, he's still underrated. He could shoot in anyone's face. Him and Matt. That him and Magic. That era was was golden. Uh-huh. I'm 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 sort of depressed that I mi- I only caught the tail end of that. I was more of a Michael Jordan era guy, but did you watch it a lot back then, Arch, or were you not really a big Lakers uh, Celtics? Uh...
1: You know, I it, I paid a little bit of attention to him mainly because of the celebrity aspect of right. uh, of uh, Nicholson being there, and and they get into that, and that was part of the of the plan to uh, to turn the Lakers into uh, a legacy, and. It's really it's a show about uh, one guy's vision and how he got a lot of bad breaks and then how he got a lot of good luck. And the, the times in my career where uh, things have gone well, a lot of it uh, for the organizations I worked for was just plain old good luck. Yeah. And, and, being, uh, and being you know, pre-
2: what is it when opportunity meets preparation or whatever? Yeah, exactly. You got re- to be ready for the moment when it comes.
1: Well, you know, WTOP where you work, which is uh, probably the greatest all-news radio station in America. The guy who thought up traffic on the eights, traffic <laughs> and weather on the eights, and you know everybody knows it now. And when I'm driving, I'll I'll always get over to WTOP around six, seven minutes, whatever, and. That Was just a stroke of genius and maybe a stroke of luck. Time for traffic and weather on the eights.
2: Yeah, I don't know who came up with the, the eights thing, but I, I do know that uh, my former boss Jim Farley, he was the one right. that hired me well, him and Mike McMurdy. Uh, they he was the one that came up with the idea of the glass enclosed nerve center. And people picture it being some you know, big you know, <laughs> like net like a brain with network like cerebral wires. <laughs> yeah, you know? it, it, it was it's really <laughs> it wasn't that big. It was just like maybe one one glass
1: window. We got a radio guy in our <laughs> control room there, Lou Katz. I,
0: I will tell you where, where Farley picked that idea up from. It was from WCBS yeah. in New York, which is 880, and they did okay. Traffic and Weather on the 8s for their frequency oh. of 880, and they saw the success that CBS AM, WCBS in New York was getting, and that's when I think they brought it into D.C.
2: Dynamite well, drop-in,
1: Uncle Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's our podcast historian. <laughs> right. right. But you know, those are the things that suddenly turn something around and uh, and there you are.
2: It you're right. It is the uh the the most profitable uh radio station in the country. And when when I'm trying to land interviews cuz you know I ha- we have you know all these celebrities oh, coming to town oh. and I throw them on my podcast Beyond the Fame every every day too. Um but we uh every time I'm trying to land these interviews people are like, "Oh, it's a radio station, you know. Maybe we'll get to." You. And then I say, "No, we're like 1010 10 wins in New York. We're like the oh, all, all news radio. right?" And they go, "Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, we get more listeners than a lot of the local TV stations combined." Well, so, right. Yeah. But um It's, it's a cool spot. It's a cool spot. But like, to your point about, you know, the being prepared for when it's, it's luck. A lot of times, um, I only got that gig because the great Joe Barber passed away.
1: And yeah, and there you were the, uh, the savant, who knows every (laughs) uh, Oscar winner uh, since 1927. (laughs) And uh, wouldn't you hang around Joe? And Joe would hang around uh, Tony Kornheiser. And, uh, you know, suddenly there you were. So opportunity. Jim, I do want to say Jim Farley is probably the smartest man who ever worked in radio, who ever managed radio. And and that's a stroke of luck when you get a good manager like that
2: yeah he moved i think he's retired down in florida now i think he might do some consulting random stuff for the station but yeah there's so, so many Farleyisms that that i'll carry with me forever like you know don't he always said don't get it right get it first or no uh-huh. don't, don't get it first <laughs> let me set let me try that again
1: yeah <laughs> there's been several examples of yeah, that Yeah, there you go there you, there you go <laughs> don't get I, it I was right
2: clearly get it first. <laughs> he would always say <laughs> back it up Let's try that again. You always say, get it right. Don't get it first. That's what he would
1: say. So two things I want to insert here. First of all, I want to remind everybody that you have a podcast. And is it a a five-day-a-week podcast?
2: Yeah, at first it was just going to be whenever someone stopped by town, um, but then mm-hmm. I decided to turn it into a daily thing because it's five days a week, sometimes seven days if I'm feeling crazy because I, just, I realized I have 10 years of like all these, like a treasure trove of all these mm-hmm. interviews of random, you know, big celebrity musicians and and filmmakers. You know, I had like an hour with William Friedkin about The Exorcist and The French Connection right. just chilling in a can and you only heard like forty second seconds seconds on the fm radio i was like mm-hmm, i gotta be able to mm-hmm. a platform to play these full things
1: excellent so we want to remind everybody of that and the other thing that occurred to me is we're talking about the uh, issue of um, of shows coming on once a week versus streaming them and do you think that's one of the things the uh, pandemic has changed that we want to just sit down and binge everything now that maybe never again, will there be appointment television?
2: Yeah, I think so. And, and, and that kind of, it hurts my heart in a certain way because I do Mm -hmm. miss the appointment television and, and more, more than just that too, uh, like, you know, dovetailing off of that, I, I miss the decline of the, Self-contained story where, you know, (laughs) where, where you you know, whether it's two hours, three hours, four hours, whatever it is, but um, I, um, you know, because some of those old Lawrence of Arabia epics are like four hours, but, but my point is, is, um, you know, I miss when you could sit down. And you would get the origin of a character, you get the middle of the character, and then mm. you would get closure at the end. And yeah, m- occasionally there would be a sequel, like you know, Godfather Two or what, you know, Empire Strikes Back, whatever. But like the, <clears throat> for the time for the time being, when you sat down to watch it, you knew you were going to get a full circle story with with a beginning, middle, end, and some catharsis. You didn't have to wait for a post credits teaser to to set up the next one. I thought the st- it just gave more stakes to whatever you were watching. And I do I miss that. Everything's becoming serialized now both movies and television movies are right. becoming like television. Now that sounds like an old, you know, I'm, a, I know I'm only, 30, <laughs> I'm only 37 and I'm getting the meme, the Simpsons meme of grandpa Simpson shaking his fist at a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, but it's I true.
1: miss the, the fun of just slipping into a movie theater at one o'clock in the afternoon claiming, Oh, I've got to see this for work, <laughs> which was exactly. a great scam. <laughs> and then just discovering something wonderful or and i also miss uh, repertoire theaters where you would slip in uh, i'm thinking of a night at the circle theater where they showed what did they show well citizen kane and uh, the third man is what i'm thinking of oh
2: the third and, man and is the so audience
1: good. just gasping at the very at the end especially you know, and where you hear these gasps in the in the uh, auditorium. Just- well, that's
2: a that's a movie uh, that is one. If listeners haven't watched that, pull it up as soon as you can. I mean, that there's multiple gasp moments in that movie. Yeah, there's When you get yeah. the the Harry Lime reveal in the alley, and then the whole oh, su- the sewer the sewer the shootout, and, and, and the, the mu- cat, yeah. The-
1: oh, this cat only likes Harry, and the cat <laughs> jumps out the window, and then you see him licking some shoe. Yeah, I. Yeah. We, we won't oh, give the, away any more than that but you know they plant the clues and then yep. you see the payoff and, and
2: then the fair the big fairs wheel uh scene oh uh, where he's talking about you know the, yeah. the little dot people are Look just like those. little dots down on the ground <laughs> oh and the in the fine and the after after the this, god's
1: eye view
2: yeah exactly and after the um after the big you know uh sewer finale shootout stuff uh-huh. um even that final shot where oh, you that- know the girl walking towards the camera uh-huh. which scorsese yeah. um scorsese uh ripped that off or i guess we'll say homage because he's a
1: cinephile he
2: gave an right. homage at the the end of the departed has a similar shot mm-hmm. but yeah you so just
1: you told past- me you just watched the batman you watched a uh, a major movie of the year and you saw it on your tv set and uh uh, is that kind of what you're riffing on? Well, what was the difference for you?
2: Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll even provide you a segue from from the third man to the Batman. You ready?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
2: When I I read a a, re- a review one time, I think it was uh, David Thompson. I think he's a British critic. Um, he 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 was talking about Tim Burton's Batman Returns. The, you know, the second one mm. where Danny DeVito yeah. was the Penguin. Yeah. And you remember he, Danny DeVito rode through the sewers with uh, on like a rubber ducky, and he was this orphan, and uh, uh, he said he called that movie, he called the penguin um Moses in Harry Limeland," because it was in the sewers. So now that is our forced, awkward transition <laughs> from the third man uh, to the Batman. um yes, uh, three. The reason-
1: three remakes of the batman i mean this is the third time around for the third the second series or third series of the batman
2: i think it's more than that now i really do because you had the adam west one you had Uh you had michael the michael keaton tim burton stuff then you had a, you know, what was it, uh, Val uh, Kilmer, and Cl- Val Clooney, Kilmer, Batman? Val Kilmer, and then Clooney, and then you had the masterful trilogy, the Christopher Nolan um, with Christian right. Bale, the Dark Knight trilogy, and Heath Ledger, and all that, and then you had Ben Affleck uh, in in movies that I I actually hated those. The, oh. Batman God. versus Superman was terrible, where Batman yeah. was like in this big armored robotic suit, almost like a Rock'em Sock'em robot. I mean, I guess the idea was that he needed to put on this armor to be able to take on Superman, who's you know an alien superpower. Um, but then Justice League, and they redid it, but they did like our this released the Snyder Cut, which was like Twitter showing that it was more powerful than. Hollywood studios so bizarre that how that happened but good you know good for fans of it I guess they got to see their version um so yeah so I admit there was a a bunch of I have Batman fatigue obviously when they announced right. they're gonna be uh Robert Pattinson you know the the Twilight uh vampire is now a bat so I guess it's the vampire Batman <laughs> um, so I admit I admit being very skeptical on that front um and I saw those early pictures with uh, the Riddler, who's definitely not like a Jim Carrey, uh, you know, laughing, you know, comic, comic book colorful guy. Is this this one is you know, Paul Dano, you know, who's great as, as yeah, pr- yeah, prisoners as a serial killer, great um, so, at
1: those. Uh... So,
2: I admit being skeptical going in, and I gotta say, I was, um, and I, I actually like this one much better than the Ben Affleck ones. I think it's, I think it was actually kind of refreshing, and I don't know, I know, I'm probably not gonna. Sell you to watch it, <laughs> but but um, it it felt more like a serial killer movie. It was like it felt like you're uh-huh. watching mm-hmm. Seven or Zodiac, where your Batman's like a detective going from clue to clue. He like voices uh, some voiceover narration, like an old. Noir movie as he's trying yeah. to, you know, corruption in Gotham City's ranks, like Chinatown or something. So I will, I will say, I'll, I'll give my hat off to to Matt Reeves who did the Planet of the Apes the the, the prequels, which I thought were were pretty darn good.
1: Well, you know, um, where I'm going is uh, in normal times, uh, you and I would have gone to a screening and would have watched it in the theater with a lot of people uh, and with a lot of fans. And uh, you know, how does the difference strike you?
2: Well, it's funny you say that because the reason I'm talking about it is because it hit HBO Max this week. I mean, it was in theaters, what, I guess 90 days ago, I think is the time. Um, And it's it's funny you say that because – um it's three hours and my wife and i actually watched it over three different nights <laughs> we, watched, uh-huh. like, an, uh, we watched like and we yes. watched like, and an, an hour a night because yes uh, i got i gotta say she, at the end she was like uh zero stars <laughs> she, she, uh,
1: she, i'm she not really I'm going feeling. to bed i'm exhausted yeah
2: it was kind of one of those things where it's so it's so it's so dark you know it's like it's almost like that blade it's like Blade Runner where it's that urban, oh, uh, you know, re- raining all the time at night kind of a thing. And plus we've seen, you know, we've seen, we've seen it so many times of, Oh, you know, Batman and, Oh, it's the, the daddy issues and all, you know what I mean? So it's all, it's almost like it's, it's, we've seen it so many times. And I feel like maybe she and me to a certain extent, we wouldn't have had that reaction if we'd had a little more time to breathe between installments, you know, like if it had been five yeah. 10 years yeah. and they're rebooting yeah. it. Okay um so i don't know i i liked it a little more than she did um i didn't love it love it love it like our buddy yeah. travis Hop- our buddy travis hopson said it's his fa- favorite one well um i don't know <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little more i'd say i'm like travis mixed-
1: loves that stuff
2: yeah i'm a little more mixed to positive on it I, I will give credit for the for the whole serial killer thing but there is. The- I, got,
1: I just have a feeling it'd have been better in a movie theater and it, i think it would have been better in the days before uh the virus
2: I, I agree. And what are I, you gonna do? I agree. There's a big, there's, um, there's, there's a big car chase with, um, Colin Farrell as the, 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 the penguin. Well, he's, he's, uh-huh. he's not quite the penguin yet. He's like Oswald Cobblepot. You know, before a feral
1: people. character. Yeah, exa-
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> a and, um,
2: cat. <laughs> and you also get Zoe Kravitz as as Catwoman yeah. as Selena Kyle, um, and then yeah. Paul Dano as the Riddler, of course. Um, but but why did I mention the Penguin? Oh, there's there's a big um, there's a big car chase scene that probably would have been so epic on on a big screen, but right. it's probably diminished a little on HBO Max. And and I will there probably are a ton of Batman fans on here that that say, oh well, you broke it up over three days on HBO Max. That's why it didn't have the power. And I I I'll, I'll hand it to you. That's probably why. I th- I still thought it was well done. There's lots of really cool you know noirish shots and and this the way the storytelling peels back the onion on the mystery i i do like it but there is there is a little bit of a there is a little bit of a thing to me where um i i sort of when we introduce a new actor playing it like pattinson is i kind of i kind of like when christian bale took it on we got batman begins and we got to see his ride we got to see sort of that origin and to me it's like we're dropping in batman year two like that's what the comic book people and it's kind of like well okay so this is a cool crime thriller mystery serial killer but all these people are uh, i guess they're just fine with with a a, a man in a bat suit standing here it's
1: it's not ozark and it's not barry and speaking (laughs) of that let's flip it over to lou Katz in the control room our staff historian, <laughs> for a word from our enabler, Hound Radio.
0: Yeah, that's me, the enabler. Now, Arch, what do you have coming up after the break?
1: We have to talk about two dear people no longer with us.
0: Hound Radio is licking its paws and looking for a few good Billy Joel fans. Maybe you're one of them. Ooh, ooh, uh-huh. Then get ready to win tickets to see The Stranger. Mama, if that's been up, then i the out honesty such a lonely world. She hires like a child, but she's always a woman to The Stranger. It's the premiere tribute show to one of the world's most beloved musical performers. Mike Santoro, who was born and raised in Levittown, New York, just like Billy Joel himself, looks and talks a lot like Joel and has his vocal prowess, piano chops and stage presence so much so that you'll soon forget you're watching a tribute show. The Stranger is coming to the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Supper Club Friday, April 29th at 8 p.m. You can win free tickets when you go to houndradio.com. Don't be a stranger. See Mike Santoro in The Stranger Billy Joel Tribute Show with your keyboard-loving
1: friends at Hound Radio. First of all, uh, Jason, I want to mention Robert Morse uh, passed away at the age of 90, and uh, he contributed... One of the great moments in theater in uh, How to Succeed in Business as the window washer, shaving, looking at himself in the mirror and singing, I Believe in You.
0: I believe in you. I
1: believe in you. And he was, uh, uh, of course, uh, the guy we remember from Mad Men. Burt Cooper, Uh, the the
2: boss of Don Draper in in many ways, yes.
1: He came to Washington. He starred in a later version of How to Succeed in Business, and he played the uh, the businessman character instead of the young guy coming up. And they called me. They said, he wants to play golf. Can you get him on congressional? And I said, yeah, because my uh, dermatologist was a member of congressional. So I called him up. I said, Robert Morse wants to play golf and we went out and played golf with him you played and with robert morse i played golf with robert morse and it was delightful he but he was quite serious and on every hole the dermatologist great guy who loved to talk said okay now on this hole you want to be on the, and he would say don't tell me anything <laughs> don't tell me a thing just let me figure it out on my own no caddies just-
2: Was he good? Wait, I got to ask. He was better than
1: I am. I mean, none of us were any good. (laughs) He wasn't a great golfer, but he was better than than the two of us. So he was he was a good golfer and he was he was a delight, a delight to spend time with. And of course,
2: did you get to ask him about playing Capote or any of that or was this before that?
1: This was all before that. This was like in the early nineties, maybe mid nineties. When did Capote come out?
2: Uh on Capote Broadway was a little 80, 89. nine. Eighty-nine was his uh on was uh on Broadway. He, he won a, a Tony. well he won for he won two hey, Tony's. He won he for won, And he won an Emmy
1: and... for uh Capote. Uh, uh they did a uh television uh, production of it
2: uh was it american yeah yeah i think you might yeah. be right. L- long before the philip seymour hoffman one yep
1: uh we're in washington dc and many many people are sad about the death of a great local anchor woman wendy rieger and many of us knew wendy and uh she started as an actress uh anchored the news on channel four for 32 years and she was just one of the most delightful Talented, tell it like it is, was exactly her self.
0: She sure was, Arch. And I wanted to just jump in here and play a little bit of the audio from Wendy announcing her retirement from News Four. This, I believe, was back in mid December, and it, it's a little exchange between her and her longtime uh, partner on the set, Jim Hanley. Just gives you some idea of, of the kind of humor and person Wendy was. And it's been a true joy and an honor to work with her every day, but also to laugh and cut up during our commercial breaks, the stuff that you don't see and you shouldn't right. see. The commercial breaks are the best part. <laughs> we get hear? phone calls on the set from our managers going, what is with you two? What's so we funny can tell about you about that story? We're trying not to crack up. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Shape up, you're on television.
1: I want to tell a story on her because when she first came to Channel 4, we worked for a guy from New York who was very uptight had a beard and glasses and uptight and they called him Hamlet because he never could figure, <laughs> should, do we cover it or not? To cover or not to cover? <laughs> to cover Wendy or not would to cover. go into his office and sit on his lap. <laughs> and he had a glass office. So everybody could see in there. She would go in there and just just bedevil him, and uh, one afternoon, she was sitting on his lap, and she fed him. (laughs) Katie Couric was working there, and it just made her enraged, so she went in the next day and said, there are other flowers in the garden.
2: (laughs) Have you used that line throughout your career? <laughs>
1: Never. I just thought of it because she was so delightful and such a wonderful uh, woman uh, and uh, sadly passed away right before her 66th birthday uh, of, a, of a brain tumor. And we will remember Wendy and tell stories on her for years to come.
2: Yeah, Arch. A lot of your—I mean, with you lost Vance a couple years ago. A lot of a lot Vance, of your old, your old Bruce Melver.
1: Johnson last week. Another uh, oh, stalwart right. of the industry. Uh, it's we're we're turning it over to you, Jason. Well, and that's <laughs>
2: that's why it's cool when you have Oliver Jones on. You know, it, it's the son it's, of Davy Martin. You know what I mean? I, I it's it's uh, you know you you find a way to pass on that torch there, well, and we've come full circle to where we began this podcast. <laughs>
1: I'll get you and Oliver together again uh, soon. In fact, we'll come back in a couple of weeks. If, why don't we do that? I'll call up Oliver, and uh, we'll get him uh, out in L.A., and we'll join you two together, and then we can talk about uh, Saul and Ozarks and Barry and, uh, and whatever else we've seen. I want to see this Nick Cage movie, so maybe we'll talk about that, too. It's Lou is funny. giving us the rap. <laughs>
2: Thanks, Uncle Lou. (laughs) Anytime, buddy. Anytime.
1: (laughs) Lou, uh, uh, Lou, it's wonderful talking with you. Jason, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for being here. And uh, we will see and hear from you soon.
0: Take care, Pop. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Cats Podcasting System, where it's not just a podcast, but a pod cats.